0: Today we were joined by Stan Fracker. Stan runs the broadcast operations at Comerica Park for the Detroit Tigers, and in the past has worked in a similar role with the Detroit Pistons. I guess why don't you lead off, just tell us what you do down at Comerica Park um, for the Tigers.
1: Uh, sure, no problem. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for, uh, for inviting me and uh, let me uh, join your classroom uh sorry that uh it has to be like this love to see you guys uh, in, in person one day um uh but yeah I'm the director of uh, broadcasting and in-game entertainment for the Tigers uh at Comerica Park and so uh there's a couple things uh, major things I oversee one is just on the broadcasting side um I oversee our relationship with Fox Sports Detroit so if you watch uh Tigers games at home or, or your parents watch them uh and uh I, I kind of manage that relationship they're all put on by the, the team at Fox Sports Detroit and I have a long history actually on on the broadcast side too I used to produce uh, Pistons basketball games and and things like that Uh, so that that experience helps me there Uh, and also oversee kind of our radio announcers too as well Uh, but then uh, a big part of my job is uh, just what we do every day in the ballpark and that's uh, the the entertainment uh, on the in-game atmosphere that you have when you go to a Tigers game so that's everything from the replays that you see up on the scoreboard you know after great great plays are made um you know the making sure the growl goes off when we score a run uh you know making sure a seventh inning stretch happens uh, you know at the right time and uh um you know and everybody's up uh, and singing and you know picking the song that comes afterwards that everybody's supposed to sing along with we all fight about that and trying to uh, pick something so i'm hoping uh through this call today i'll at least give one good suggestion for a sing-along song uh, out of everybody that's here on the call today
0: don't stop and, believing right by so, Journey, all right, so that's, that's the it. classic that is probably one that none of these guys are going to, are
1: going to support <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they will i don't know you yeah the the, the the tastes of uh of high schoolers is uh is always changing right so i'm surprised sometimes by the uh, the amount yeah. of retro that there. yeah
0: sometimes it gets a little retro there it's exciting yeah. so it, it's kind of cool because like if you go to multiple games you'll you know, you see some symmetry. I think be, from game to game. Um, I say, don't stop believing. I love going to the Red Wings games, and that's uh, that's one they always play towards the end of the game. Um, what's it like when you have something like that, or something develops? Like I, I think sometimes in baseball, especially, you they're so superstitious, and yeah. the team just latches on to a particular song, and all of a sudden. They want that all the time or, or their walk-up music. Um, Maybe it's, maybe they got to change that because you're running it all. And does that make you really feel like you're part of the game? And I got to believe you're helping create the whole atmosphere there, which is kind of cool.
1: Very much so. That's, uh, you know, for me, like, you know, just growing up, like I played sports in high school. My dad was a coach. I loved, uh, you know, just everything about sports. And so I knew, you know, for my career, I wanted to, you know, be involved in it. Uh, and I was kind of going down the path of being a, a, an announcer for a little while. Uh, but really I, I got a job early on with the Pistons and just latched on. And that just made a lot of sense, uh, you know, for me from being behind the scenes and working with athletes and, and all the production involved. And I've just kind of learned as the year has gone on. So, so to answer your question though, about you, like at Comerica Park, uh, like specifically walk-up music, it's, it is a, it's a, it's an important thing. I mean, uh, you know, the players, they have their song and they want to be able to hear it as, as they come up to bat. Some guys choose a, a song for each at bat you know literally they'll mm-hmm. have you know five songs planned out uh that they want to hear in order uh you know each at bat other guys they just have their one song and that's what they want to hear every time you know and it says a little something about them uh the weird part too is is they're thinking about what they want to hear as they come up to bat they're not really programming for okay it's a big moment in the you know uh, the bottom of the ninth and i need to come through and the crowd <laughs> needs to be up around like so sometimes you know that's the song they picked doesn't fit that moment, but you got to play it because that's 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 what they've requested. And, uh, and and you make it work. So it's funny, too. Players will, uh, you know, I'll get texts like right before the game. They want to change their song, <laughs> you know, just uh, the, the, uh, in, in a bit of a slump and uh, and every once in a while that song choice it makes a difference that's <laughs> you know, awesome they change it and they hit a home run in that game and it all
0: works out <laughs> and then you're the hero yeah <laughs> right i song. know it's all,
1: all we can do just to make sure we uh, play it at the right time i will say too loud and hey everybody knows you know songs are uh, you know there's the clean versions there's the ra- you know the the radio edits the, uh, the not so clean versions and so it's tough getting those last minute requests for a song that you, we can't find the clean version right away, so either we have to do the edit or we got to figure it out uh, before we blast it for you know thirty thousand fans at, at, at Comerica Park. And then there's also obviously you know a lot of we have a lot of uh, Latino players, you know, players from around the world, you know, that pick a song in their uh, in their language, you know, and mm-hmm. so we're not quite sure what's being said in the song, so we got to figure that out. So there's a there's a lot that goes into it. It's kinda, it. It makes for a fun day.
0: So one thing I think is really unique. And the only other thing I can think of is, like, a film festival. But in your field, there's not many times when you're showing a video and you also get to see the audience's reaction as it happened. And i got to believe yeah. a, a stadium is even better than um, not a film festival. Like, the one that always used to get me uh, when I was ushering down there, even going to the games, was the the kiss cam. Oh, my gosh, it's the kiss cam. Yeah. And then oh uh oh we finally found two people who aren't actually together and they don't and yeah. and everyone just goes wild so what's do you do you kind of feed off of the crowd at all as you're doing that live stuff and just what's that like to have that instant audience reaction that you can see right. and that's got to be pretty fun to work with
1: no absolutely that's a yeah a very good point especially you know where i really experienced it of course i do now you know certainly with the tigers but where i really learned a lot about that was when i was with the pistons cuz i used to i did a lot of production for our broadcasts you know so like every pistons game i would edit what we called the tease and it would be at the beginning of the game and it kind of set the stage for the game there's a lot of like high fast moving clips and editing and sound bites and stuff you know so that i was real proud of it it was cool and was, you know i you know put it out there and and, uh, and and always felt very proud and, uh, you know, you know, to do it. Uh, but I also started to get involved in what we showed in the arena. And that was like our opening video before the team came out. And so I'd edit that stuff and completely different experience. You're right, like I'd be able to stand out in the arena as people are watching it, hear them react to you know, the video that, uh, that I put together. It was just, uh, yeah, it was, was incredible and uh, great to experience that for a lot of you know, editors. Uh, that isn't part of what they do you know it's uh they put out product for television it goes out there maybe they get some feedback or some comments uh you know on it but to actually yeah, experience it where that you you hear the audience's feedback is uh, is tremendous and then for what i do now with the tigers i mean it's uh, you know a bit of a roller coaster you know we can go through a couple innings where not much is happening and it's just ho-hum baseball and we try to create some fun stuff but we always look for those magic moments you mentioned uh kiss cam we don't do as much these days anymore but we do what we call a random cam where we have like this animated wheel it spins around and it has a variety of things it stops on some are you know kind of familiar ones like air guitar cam uh and i'll make sure we'll do air guitar cam here later and everybody <laughs> know, everybody get up on your uh yeah look, look, some of your in your rooms yeah jump on your furniture um and play the air guitar uh so you know we do that we do uh, um you know, um, i trying to think of variety of them. We have like a bridal party cam, you know, so if we see, we spot a, like, a lot of people like it, yeah, like, uh, you know, bridal parties, they'll, uh, they'll spend their day at a baseball game, you know, the, the future bride is, you know, wearing the uh, the headdress and all. Um, And so, uh, you know, we just try to have, you know, a ton of fun throughout the game and random cam has been a big part of it.
0: So I'm starting to piece all this together now. Um, This is back in your Pistons days, because I love going like in the Pistons heyday, you know, 03, 04, 05. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Stan, that in arena experience with all the video was like just another level. It was the best. It was so enjoyable to go there. And I'm realizing that, oh, man, like you had a hand in, in all of that. And uh, maybe even one of my favorite videos of all time, when Rasheed Wallace and teammates were singing Jingle Bells and it's become a Christmas classic. Um, yeah. So can I, you talk? I edited that video. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> This is like, oh, it's, man, it's hey. a little,
1: it's a little goofy. Yeah. I, it's funny. I was I, I like, I wasn't there. I had a, a crew one of our uh, producers that I was supervising went over and, and, and got a shot with those guys. Uh, and he came back. I thought, wow, this is awesome. And this is right. Th- this is right when the, the whole idea of like being able to put a video on the internet and have thousands or millions of people, you know, view it, which just kind of started yep. taking hold. We, you know, the idea of like going viral or something, it was, it was still all relatively new. Um, you know, so I'm still old school thinking at that time, kind of thinking, okay, you know, we can play this in our broadcast or whatever. But, but you know, uh, I, I I did a little bit of editing to it, added like you know some of the the graphics and and the, the goofiness to it. But we just tried to get it ready for the broadcast that night, and then later, you know, it, it shows up on, on the internet, and then mm-hmm. it just kind of takes off where it is like this, you know, huge uh, huge thing. And it's just it cracked us up at the time because Rashid, you know, he was such a uh, a goofy guy, very serious player when he's playing, but I mean, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, a fun guy to be around and he gathered, you know, the rookie players that just kind of made them do this and, and, uh, you know, all got information singing, uh, jingle bells and then, you know, uh, adding the little enhancement. So when they shift over from traditional jingle bells to like kind of the uh-huh. hip hop jingle bells and, you know, adding the, the, over the top, you know, flashing effects and stuff, you know, to give it more of a uh, hip hop feel, even though that was a little corny, but it, it just fit, you know, the right moment. It, it was fun.
0: Well, it is a Christmas classic in, in my family, and it gets some more views every year. So I hope you've got it monetized on YouTube and you're, and you're cashing those royalty checks. <laughs> I don't know. There's, no, there's been no. Not a single cent made. For that video, right? but... um, I guess on the flip side of a, a nice uplifting, fun jingle bells video, something like, um, the malice at the palace, which I, as a fan was like, you know, I I kind of, I think in a way, remember fondly, like, wow, that was just a crazy event. Kind of like the big red wings fight in 97, you know, as a fan, we, we love that sort of thing. But for, for you, I'm guessing it was a completely different challenge and maybe not one of your most favorite days ever on the job. Like what was it like on that particular day? Uh very bizarre does everybody know uh,
1: you know
0: does everybody know what the malice of the palace is somebody raise their hand Sonny. oh god ryan
1: dombrowski i see you thank you ryan
0: all right i was gonna say i gotta do a history lesson if we don't know what <laughs> this is yeah it was ryan. just crazy yeah. to watch so, unfold big fight in the stands kids big fight right so, so yeah very unusual
1: they're uh, like uh just, just a, a crazy moment it wasn't something that was happening a lot at that time or something really You know, fighting in NBA games was more a product of the late 80s, early 90s, and then it just kind of went away, but this was, you know, 10 years later, 2004, Pistons that just won the championship, and, you know, a fight between Ben Wallace, uh, who I got to know really well over the years, you know, uh, a fantastic competitor, intense guy, you know, fights, uh, you know, they kind of get into a scuffle with a round or a test at the end of the game, Uh, and then then it just escalates into the stands, and I'm sure all of you have probably watched the video at, you know, at, at some point, and... Uh, I was in the TV truck that night we uh, the game you know you'll, you'll see a lot of broadcasts if you watch you know Pistons games it's on Fox Sports Detroit now uh, at that time uh, we used to do games on channel four like uh, over the year like special games and that was one of them so we uh, we were handling the production of that game on channel four but ESPN was there a lot of time, if you watch on YouTube you go watch it you'll probably see the the, the ESPN version but we were doing the same broadcast on channel four uh, that night, so I was in the TV truck the whole time as it's going, and I'm just kind of watching it unfold on the monitors. And it's just, um, you know, a, a, whenever there's a fight and you know, in, in a sporting event you're watching, it's kind of cool. You know, you think, oh, uh, it's you know, cool. The guys are uh, fighting great, but it, as it just kept going, you just started to get more and more nervous for the people involved, and, and then you're just, you just kind of want it to stop because you don't know where this is going to go, how it's going to escalate. It just, you, you see all this happening, and where the TV trucks are parked, we were actually parked inside. The loading dock of the palace um and so just really you know around the corners where the you know the floor is the basketball floor and so uh so you just wonder like how much is this good ask like what am i going to walk out into when I, once i walk out of this truck um so uh yeah very nerve-wracking at that time but you also have to kind of keep you know your head on from a production standpoint it's live news is mm-hmm. basically happening in front of you you need to think about how to discuss uh, how to how to talk about it you know what replays to show uh, you have to be able to talk to your announcers. Our announcers at that time were George Blaha and Bill Lambier. And so you talk to them on headset and be in the breaks and, and, let them know, Hey, this is the, you know, you know, this is pretty unusual. Make sure they're, they're approaching it the right way. They're in the midst of it. So they're affected by it. You know, they're literally having people swinging at each other that are right next to them. You know, they're mm-hmm. having to duck out of the way. Um, so it was, a, it, it was definitely a crazy moment in time.
0: So one thing I remember about that is on speaking of the ESPN broadcast is that game ends you know however many seconds later is right at the end of the game and then their crew comes on and says that the, the Detroit fans are a bunch of punks they did all this uh-huh. like would would you be at that point having any and I think I feel like Joe Dumars then picked up the phone and was on the phone with ESPN and yelling at them because they kind of backed off yeah. a little bit but would you have any kind of post game their interaction with representatives of the team who aren't necessarily trying to control how this information right. is about to go out, but you know, want their side of the story, I guess, to be heard, and you have a responsibility yeah. to do that with them as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did that night. I a big part of what I used to do, starting off, and this is, you know, if there's anybody, you know, I, I, on this call right now, it's things they want to get into sports reporting or sort or something like that. A big part of it is is the post game, uh, you know, locker room interviews. I used to do a, a ton of that, It's over the years, so I've, uh, you know, especially on the NBA side, not so much with the Tigers now these days, but, uh, back then, you know, I was going to the locker room. I'd talk to, you know, Kobe Bryant. I talked to you know, Chauncey Billups. I talked, you know, whichever from either team. And so there was a lot of like the, the collection of interviews afterwards. In that instance, uh, not so much, it was, uh, kind of gotten bigger and out of control, uh, as it was going. I just remember that, you know, that it, it was, there was a lot of blame on Detroit fans, but it's really kind of interesting that, Really, it's Ron Artest was just reacted in a way no one could have, you know, foreseen. Like, literally, he he got shoved in the face and kind of attacked by Ben Wallace and then did nothing and then went over and laid on a scorer's table. And then, you know, a dumb fan threw a cup of, you know, water or whatever that that hit uh that hits uh, the amazing shot, just hits, you know, <laughs> runner chest and chester's laying down. And he reacts by going nuts and going crazy after the fan that threw it to from him, you know, 30 so here he was confronted with Ben Wallace, who shoved him in the face and did nothing, which understand Ben Wallace is a big guy. And then, you know, a, a less aggressive maneuver by a fan, you know, triggers uh, that response. So it's just, uh, you know, interesting to see.
0: Yeah. And again, those were the heydays of the Pistons. Those were great times. And now with the Tigers, it's been a little bit more of a struggle. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is it, I imagine it's a lot more fun to be involved in a championship run um, yeah, and have I mean, everyone there so, and, and pumped. <laughs> it
1: certainly is. It, the, if you, uh, you know, anybody that's thinking about working for a team someday, like I've always worked, you know, basically my whole professional life, except for my first year out of college, I've, I've worked for a team. So um it's you know it's fun the, the the successes are great you know you win a championship or even a division title or something you get to celebrate when the team's doing well you just feel better going into work you feel better coming home after a, you know a win uh I've always enjoyed that I like having a you know a, a season schedule of games I like having a busy season where you're really into things and then it kind of an off season where you catch your breath a little bit although it's in pro sports that's changed over the years too my off seasons now are, are uh, feel like they're just as busy as mine my end seasons that's that's something that's kind of changed over the years um but that's okay uh, it yeah you know i mean just uh, working in sports it is a different animal. the one thing i when people always ask me about it you know hey what you know i really want to work and i, I just say i just think about why you want to work in sports i mean you can really like sports but working in it's a different story it's uh the, the biggest things are like schedule just think about you know, like when your favorite team is playing, like if you're a Pistons fan or you're a Tigers fan, you know, think about the days they play. They play nights, they play weekends, they play on holidays. I'm working on all those days, you know, when the, when the team is playing, you know, especially home games. Uh, so it's uh, just something to keep in mind is this, the schedule is a, uh, is pretty crazy when you, when you work in pro sports, but like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, uh, uh, you know, a fun environment basically to be a part of and go into every day.
0: So when you are, working and I know you are working at the game but are you still able to enjoy what you're watching or does it just it becomes just the job and you got to focus or do you kind of get to you know enjoy the game that I'm watching here and
1: I I, I'm fortunate and that's what I do is so much based on the game what's happening so that you know I've to over so it's literally I, I have to pay attention to the game so I know how we're doing and how our, our video board is responding and you know in conjunction with it so i am i, I am able to uh, to enjoy it i have a great seat i sit right next to our pa announcer who's uh you know up in a you know kind of a press box area behind home plate uh, great angle on every game you know so i do uh and i genuinely enjoy baseball I, I you know I, I, uh, like i said my my dad was my baseball coach and i uh you know played it all through high school uh and, and so just really like the sport and i've always liked the tigers um and you know it's it, it's interesting because i know I know the age group that we're looking at right now is known to be huge, you know, baseball fans, but really what happens to, for, for some of you, you might be, which is great. Um, but then as you grow older, baseball just starts making a lot more sense to you. It's it's there every day during the summer. You know, you just like to turn it on, see how your favorite, favorite player is doing. You can have it rolling while you're, you know, checking out something else. Um, and then in the biggest moments, you know, you can really get locked in. It's just, a, it is, a, I think it's a real natural fit for the time of year that, that
0: it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, hopefully we'll be back in the stands, um, this coming spring, summer, hopefully we're yeah. on that track. Um, all right. Since you sit next to the, the in-stadium announcer, you'll know the answer to this. I've always been curious. Mm-hmm. Is he just that good? And he always announces it in the same way or are they recording sometimes that are played.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's all, all always like the, the only stuff we do like in between innings, you know, we'll play videos or something where we have him, his voice recorded, but as far as every batter, all, all the all of that is always, wow. uh, that's always live and it's done. It's done, just similar to a setup you have right in front of uh-huh. you right now with a mic hanging there in front of them. And, um,
0: yeah, I yeah. think I had that figured out when I worked there. Cause like the pregame stuff you could kind of tell was probably mm-hmm. recorded, but in game that's, that's a talent. If anyone's got a good voice out there, there you it go. Is, I'll
1: tell you too. And just, just pronouncing names is uh, yeah. it, it's oh, yeah. funny. it's a, it's a skill. Um, and it's really one, like there's some people that are a little bit more natural than others. And just looking at a name and being able to pronounce it uh, correctly upon, upon first sight. Um, uh, others, for some reason, don't have that school. Uh, but the biggest thing for the PN center is just to do the work beforehand. So a new team comes in for a three game series. You got to go talk to, you know, If it's the White Sox, you go talk to the White Sox announcers, uh, maybe their PR crew, and you go through each name and make sure that you have it right. And one of the real challenges now is just, you know, so many, uh, you know, foreign uh, players that just have a different pronunciation for, uh, you know, for their names and what you might expect. And and what we've become accustomed to, I'll take like the name like uh what we've commonly known as Perez, you know like for probably based on like the hey for the, the Cincinnati Reds years ago I had a great player named uh, Tony Perez. We've we've had uh, other great players named named Perez uh, throughout Major League Baseball history. kind of a common uh, uh, Latino last name, and and now I think we're learning more and more that uh, that it's really uh, Perez. Uh, you know, there's a different accent on the way it's said, you know, it is different. We've just kind of been, you know, Americanized it over the years, but now that we have many more Latino players and there's more Latino involvement, you know, in general, it's, you know, maybe we should pronounce this name correctly. (laughs) So there's many examples, uh, you know, of that throughout, throughout the league too, where it's not enough to just kind of eh, get close and say it how you, you really kind of need to do the research and, and find out the correct way to pronounce it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I got to let these kids go, stand. so we very much appreciate you coming by. We are going to know to look for you or at least your work now at Comerica Park, so it's a really cool job, and thanks for coming in to fill us in. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thanks for helping us out um, in this remote learning atmosphere we get to be in. We appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks for inviting me along. I look forward to hopefully I'll see all you guys at uh, Comerica Park, and definitely you know reach out uh, through uh, Mr. Burns if you have uh, you know any any more questions about working in sports, and working in TV production, video editing, all that stuff. I'm happy to to help out anybody that I can, and if you have more questions, and you, you, I know what it's like to be that age you don't even know like where to start if you're just interested in something. So ask Mr. Burns, and I'm happy and through through him, through him uh, to help you out however I can.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Okay. You have thanks. a great day.